Hello everybody, my name is Richard, that's Tom, this is Terrifying Tom, and this week we are discussing the 1982 film, The Thing. Or Ting. The Ting. The Ting. <laughs> What's your favourite scary scary? Yo, Slim Shady. Yo, voice 5'9". If I really have to, I really slapped it. King of Detroit, who they name in the city at? What? Scantless partners. You ran a hammer for hard shit into your heart with. Well, I want drama. Wanna make a scary movie? Rappers coming in with a team and carry tools. You can jump right out of the screen and barely. Hello everyone and welcome back to Terrifying Tom. As I said, with this week we are discussing the thing, the original um 1982. No, it's not. The original original is like 1950 or something, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I don't know what year it is, but the, the thing, uh, the 80s version is not the, the original. John Carpenter, most well-known Yeah, version. the most well-known version yeah. is the way to put it. But yeah, it, it is a remake, and there was a 2011 remake of a remake. Yeah, so, I can't remember if I saw that or not. I think I saw bits of it. But I wasn't impressed with the um, look of it. No. Not very. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the best film I'd ever seen. And considering, I mean, we'll get into this a little bit more. But considering, I think that this film is actually a very good film. It's hard to make a decent remake of a film that I already find quite impressive. Yeah. But we'll get more into that uh, as we go on. So just before we begin, Tom, what did you know about this film going in? Um. Yeah. Um. I've owned it on DVD for for years. Um. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of this film. Uh, so you'd seen this film before, I'm assuming, because you, as you said, you own it on DVD. Yeah, um, it's just one of those films that when you're getting into movies and particular horror movies, that um, you know, you're told to check out. Oh, this is really good or whatever. You know, I can't mem- remember the first time I saw it or whatever. But yeah, I, ch- I checked it out on probably on DVD. It was the first time I saw it, and yeah, really enjoyed it. Very good, very good film. Okay, one of the best horror movies. But we'll, Spoilers. We'll, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll go into that later, but yeah, it's a very good film. So a brief description of the film. Uh, a US research station in Antarctica is infiltrated by a deadly, shape-shifting alien that can assume the appearance of its victims. It stars Kurt Russell, Wilford Brimley, and Keith David, and was directed by, as I said, John Carpenter. It was released on the 26th of August, 1982, and we will get into some of the details surrounding that release a little bit later on for the time being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, for right now, it was... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. But uh, yeah, so, so it sounds like you were quite a fan of this film already as we were going into it, So, which is why I knew that you would like this film when I decided to choose this film yeah, going yeah. in. So, um, and obviously, as you said, it was in your DVD collection, so I was very aware that we could watch it for free. Um, turned it out not to be the case. Like <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, we ended up watching it anyway. So, And we watched it yesterday, so everything should be fresh in our minds, hopefully. So fresh and so clean. So fresh and so clean, clean. So we open up our film with a helicopter chasing a husky dog through the plains of Antarctica, taking shots at this dog. and uh, Already a terrible start to the movie. Yeah. Somebody trying to kill a dog. Yeah, you're a really big fan of the dogs, aren't you? Yeah. 
Okay, so we'll get into some questions with regards to that in a minute because, um, yeah, as it turns out, this dog runs towards the US uh, research station, which is filled with our characters for this film. We get a brief introduction to a couple of the characters. Nothing, nothing too in-depth, really. There's not a lot of character building in this film, but I don't think that that's to this film's detriment. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. The only thing I'd say is if you're not really paying attention to the film, um, there's a lot of characters in this film. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of just random, generic-looking dudes. Mm -hmm. And if you're not paying attention to what's going on, then you're going to be lost. Yeah. But we find out that Kurt Russell's character is a little bit of a... Uh... Yeah, he's obviously the big standout. He? He's 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 the he's lead, the, the isn't he? Yeah. But he's um, should we say impatient, petulant, drunk, a drunk? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the opening scene you see with him, he is playing chess on a high quality, yeah, supreme graphics, nineteen eighty two for the time. I'm sure it was chess master. I don't know, Chessmaster 3000 or something, probably. I'm not sure. Uh, he thinks he's going to beat the machine. Then the machine beats him. So he pours out his whiskey into the machine to break it. That's funny. I like that scene. Thus implying. Yeah, it gives you a bit of character development. He's a little bit... He likes to drink. He's a little bit petulant. He's a little bit petty. He acts rashly as well. Yes. So, and then we get introduced to some other characters. There's the, the typical 1970s, 1980s weed head... You know, dude, come on, like everything's cool, man. Really? Which one would you say was the weed head? The guy with the uh, the vest on. Um well, oh, I don't remember his name, but he's um not Windows. Not Windows. No. The uh the other one that looks like him. The tall <laughs> the tall skinny white. This guy. is where we get the problems with the the dudes looking the same. Yeah. I don't think there's like an overly like in your face weed type character in this film. I mean, but, the first time yeah. you see him, he's smoking weed. So, and then later on while they're okay. watching... Yeah, I do I vaguely remember weed being passed along, but yeah. I don't remember, like, it specifically being shoved in your face. It's, it's not really important to get into the details of the characters, to be honest with you. They're, um, I mean, a lot of them are quite disposable. It's a horror film. Yeah. There are usually fillers there to just yeah. be... I mean, Kurt Russell's the only, like, real big star in this film, isn't he? I mean... Keith David, I, I would probably say, is a little bit more recognisable now. Um, due to, obviously, he was in Nope last year. Uh, he was in Community and probably other stuff, which I'm forgetting right now. I know he does the voice uh, of the president in Rick and Morty. Oh, does he? Yeah, I know that as well. So okay. that's who we're talking about if you're a Rick and Morty fan. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, at this point, I don't imagine he was particularly big star, was he? Um, no. But, anyway... The, the the husky ends up making its way to the to the US research station and the helicopter uh after throwing bombs at this dock because the shooting wasn't working apparently land and and then they what would you say accidentally blow up their own helicopter? they accidentally drop the grenade behind them don't they yeah one of them slightly runs off but the other one's like digging in the snow, trying to get the grenade. Like, what the heck is this guy doing? And then uh, boom. And then boom, yeah. Surprise, surprise, he gets blown up. And then obviously they're trying to kill this dog and the language barrier is a bit of an issue. Obviously they're speaking yeah. Norwegian 
and the Americans are speaking English, and the Norwegian guy just starts taking pot shots at I'm this dog. I'm assuming the Norwegian dudes don't know English. I imagine so, yeah. I mean, it's, would that be realistic for the time? I mean, the Europeans are a lot better at, at English than, uh, obviously, than the English and the Americans would be. Yeah, I mean, it's um, the world language, isn't but, it? But, yeah, so. for the purposes of this film, they had to be that language barrier, and not they? But he ends block. up shooting one of the American guys, uh, and that turns, basically... Uh, one of the Americans to start shooting at him. Yep. And he gets killed. He gets killed, yeah. Before he can explain, not that it seems like he could explain anyway, but he gets killed before he could explain what's going on. And now the dog is in the group, the evil dog. Well, for the purposes of what we're seeing so far, this is just a dog. It's just a dog, just a dog at the moment. If you've never seen this movie before, yeah, it's just a dog. Okay, so on that front, this was the first question I wanted to ask you with regards to dogs. So, no, actually, we're going to come back to that. Because at the moment, fair enough, they think the Norwegians have just gone crazy, they've gone stir-crazy in Antarctica, they take the dog in, no problem, that's fine. But then, yeah, they're they're trying to figure out what's going wrong, what happened, they're trying to get hold of someone, and this is where we established that radio contact is not particularly easy in the winter yeah, in Antarctica. Like two weeks had another connection or yeah. something. Um, so we've established that fact that they can't get hold of people very easily. So they try to figure out what's going on and decide to take the helicopter over to the Norwegian base to see what the hell's happening, what's going on down there. And um, that's when we find that the whole place has basically been burned to the ground. They They go through, the whole place has been torched, um, everything's destroyed and then they find a, a guy who's slit his wrists and slit yeah. his throat and they're like what the hell happened here and then they come across this big block of ice big mm-hmm. block of ice and it's just hollow in the middle so they know that something's been dug up but they don't know what and then they go to the outside and then they see the first instance of the body horror yeah, yeah. Uh, but you don't see it fully yet. You don't really see it until it gets to back to base, but they've found something weird that they take back with them. Kurt Russell and yeah, the other guy who went to is it Blair that went with him? I think it was Blair. Uh, I can't remember. who It might have been Blair, yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, they get um, back with this was. thing that they've found and then we we get our first look at it and it's a... Uh, it's a mutant, amorphic, arms, head stretched. Mm. It's just complete body horror. We found this. Jesus So now I will ask you this question. Okay. This is what they have discovered at the Norwegian camp. Yep. The Norwegians 
are for some reason obsessed with trying to kill this dog. Now, you have no reason to believe that this dog isn't a dog. I get that. There's nothing that's been proven otherwise to show that it isn't a dog. But do you not immediately question, well, why were they so desperate to kill this dog? Like, so desperate. Maybe we should isolate it just in case. Yeah, possibly. They probably should have done that. Um, thinking about, I mean, obviously, it's, it's easy to say because we watch this film loads of times. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we know what's going to happen, but it's it's very hard to, you know, if you're actually there in the situation. Um, but yeah, they probably should have found some way to keep the dog on its own. Yeah, I just... Away from I, the other dogs. In I, I just find it strange because obviously they're... I don't know. If you've just found this really weird, creepy, mutant creature thing and you're like, I have no idea what the fuck this thing is. It is creepy and terrifying. And these... Norwegian guys who, for all intents and purposes, looked human. Or you, you know, I mean, they don't know it's an alien yet, so they don't know what the hell is going on. But they looked fine, and they were desperately trying to kill this dog. I would at least consider the fact. Okay, maybe we should just isolate the dog just until we know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's no, um, there's no like hint of. Aliens no, at no. This point. Which is why I'm saying you don't have any reason to believe that this isn't a dog. But what I'm saying is, is weird shit is happening. These people were desperate to kill this thing. Mm. Maybe this thing might be slightly important. Yeah, probably. But for the purposes of the film, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, for the film to happen, <laughs> the I dog that. needed not to be isolated. Yeah, yeah, but I just, I just find it funny. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things that I've, I've always been like. But, like, for instance, if I was obsessed with that pen that you've got there and I was doing everything in my power to try and get that pen, you would go, what's so special about this pen? Mm-hmm. You would just question that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I was. All, I always thought that was fine. But anyway, they, they don't do that. And they eventually put the dog into the pen with the other dogs. And this, this is where we find out where dog is evil and dog is alien. Well... For the purposes of the film, the dog is evil. Dog is evil. But obviously, you know, the alien being in the film is portrayed as the villain. However, the alien's just looking out for his best interests, right? I mean, yeah. So you saying the dog is evil is not, maybe not 100% accurate. Oh, sorry. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I, you know what I mean. But for the purposes of the film, you're, no, you're right. You're right. I am. I am <laughs> and labelling yeah. the dog without knowing the dog. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, all yeah. it's trying to do is survive. Yeah, it's like a lion totally. isn't evil for no. eating things. A shark is no, evil. That's it. It's all about survival of the fittest, yeah, man. No. You know. Okay, good point. Well, dog, I apologise profusely for judging you before I got to know you. Um. <laughs> But yeah, the dog takes over all of the other dogs and we get the uh, the the real first moment of true body horror and 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 the and the yep. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um simulation. No, the 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 practical effects of this film yeah, which yeah. I think are just pretty decent for the time. Well, yeah, yeah. I think they look great. I mean, you look at it and it's you can tell it's all fake and it's cheesy, but I mean, this was the early 80s. I mean, I much prefer this kind of style of um effects making than what we usually get nowadays, which is CGI. Just random CGI. Yeah, yeah, it just takes you completely out of it sometimes, you know. I mean, I think if they did the practical effects but it was enhanced with CGI, then it would look 
even better. But I love the fact that all of the effects in this film are practical. And it, I just think it looks great. It has such an awesome look about him for that reason. And it just makes you feel uneasy and uncomfortable. I think it's a claustrophobic type of film, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. All these people are trapped. Well, I say trapped. They basically are trapped, aren't they, in the Antarctica mm -hmm. uh, together. Like, um, I think there was 12 guys, I believe, in this. Uh... I wasn't counting. There's got to be at least nine, isn't uh, there? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, um, but they're all together in this one, you know, one building mm -hmm. in in the Antarctica, which we find out like goes to below a hundred degrees, right? At one point, someone mentions. Um, I mean, yeah, in the depths of winter, you'd imagine it could, <laughs> it would get pretty freaking cold, right? Yeah. So yeah, there's an element of claustrophobia about that, and there's not much uh, room for escape mm -hmm. here, you know. So that's that's the thing that I really like about this film as well is that yeah it has the the sci-fi element obviously because there has to be a trigger that sets it off, but I mean it's, that's it's, not the premise of the film. The, yeah. the the film is built on the the mistrust and the paranoia and the isolation of it, isn't it? You know, yeah. that's what the film is built on. The, the the alien is just the trigger to get that started. I mean, this film basically aliens, uh, sorry, alien in Antarctica. In Antarctica, but yeah. Basically, other than obviously the mistrust and the, uh, you know, that's the, the tension of the film is people accusing other people of being the mm. alien. That's the only difference from uh, the film Alien itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the start of the film, you get the shot of space... You know, it's and then the beginning of the film, the very beginning I really of the like film. The title cards as well for the film. Oh, the the, yeah, the that's reveal. Really, yeah, it's very yeah. good. But uh, yeah, this is where we find out that dog is in fact alien and starts trying to assimilate all of the other dogs and yeah. turning into this big, primorphic blob, basically. It's body very horror. weird to describe, isn't it? Yeah, um, you, 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 I'll put a clip in here, but you have to see it. this film to really take it in you know and then it gets they set it alight and they think they kill it and then they take it back to examine and uh that's when quinn is like um uh, doing the autopsy is it blair isn't it that's the autopsy. blair not quinn uh, blair's the blair, doctor, isn't he? blair sorry where did i get the name quinn from <laughs> but um blair yeah he he does the autopsy and that's when he comes to the conclusion that this thing mimics what it absorbs basically so yeah, it could yeah. it could mimic anything um and that's when he does he no that's a bit later on isn't it then they go back to uh, they watch the films don't they that the norwegians yeah that's right yeah and that's when they discover that there's something out 
in the ice. And then they get back in the chopper and they go back there. And you find out that it is indeed, Dog is alien. Um, we find an alien spacecraft. Then they find the block of ice that the Norwegians dug out. And then they put two and two together and they're like, this thing has been in the ice for 100,000 years. It got, the Norwegians dug it up, brought it back. It thawed out, came back to life, assimilated all of them, took them all. And uh, then escaped in, in, in the dog to this mm -hmm. new camp. And it wants to get away, basically. And then once uh, Blair, I'm going to call him Quinn from now on. Tony. Once, Tony Blair. Yeah. No, Quinn. Once, <laughs> once Blair finds out... Um, that that's what's happening. He goes back to his computer to do some calculations. And again, spot on 1982 yeah. top-notch graphics. Yeah, yeah. very alien-like as well with the computer yeah. typing and everything. We find out that, uh, yeah, should this get into a populated area, then the entire human race, well, all life on Earth, I think that they... 75%, they yeah, said. 75% chance of... Uh, wasn't that no? That was a seventy-five percent chance that at least one of the members of their team had been infected, uh, by, yeah. assimilated by yeah, it. Sorry, not infected. So Blair makes the decision that it can't get away. But um, this is the thing that's always been brought up: is why did he smash all of the equipment in such a violent way? Why did he not tell anyone? Had he already been? assimilated by that point no because uh the purpose of him destroying everything was, was to, to stop and stop then... people getting away yeah yeah. He, he was adamant that no one was to leave mm -hmm. otherwise the human the whole human race would be in danger right yes so that's why he destroys everything but skipping ahead in the film towards the end you find out that the reason he stripped the helicopter was because he was building that spaceship underneath the hut yeah but so at this point he's not a ting you think? Oh, no, definitely not. So why was he so insane about it then? Uh, either he's gone very stir-crazy. Very quickly. Or you could say, yeah, it's a, it's a ploy to get himself on his own. So he can do the spaceship. But I think it's a rather extreme way of getting there. Because he's like, I want to come back in. Let me in. Please, I mean, yeah, I go. think that that's when he's become, that's when he's been turned, when he's like, let me back in. I'm, I want to come back in. I think uh, he'd already yeah, that, turned that by then. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, I yeah. get that. But a lot of people I've, I've read in like um, theories and theories, stuff like yeah, that yeah. believe that he's he got caught after running those, um, the, the computer program, but before he started smashing up all of the equipment. I don't think it was before. I don't think so either, yeah. but I thought I'd better give voice to that. So he smashes up all of the radios. I believe that he'd done that because obviously he, he doesn't want anyone to get out. He no. he knows that they have to contain it there and, and, and no one can call for help and like send a helicopter or something like that. The only like thing I, I could say is maybe he should have pulled uh, Mac aside and I had a conversation about it, I th but I think he probably would have thought Matt would have thought he was being stupid or something I crazy. I think what's happened here um, as well is because he's read that 75% chance that one or more of the team members have already been assimilated. Yeah, so if he talks to Matt. He thinks he doesn't know who he can trust. Yeah, yeah, good point, yeah. Which is why he's gone a bit crazy. So he goes to Mac about it and Mac's a ting. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, you then, then, trust. Yeah. then Blair's a ting. I, I, get, I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that that's probably what's happened. 
Um, and then he gets assimilated later on um, once because you see that he's, um, sk- again, skipping ahead in the film a little bit, but you see when he's in that shack, he's built the noose. So he was going to kill Yeah, that's himself. a very macabre uh, scene. That, that shot of him sitting on the table and there's a noose in front of him. But then he... And no, no one questions it no. at all. It's not even mentioned. It's just he's sitting there eating or something, isn't he? Yeah. And uh, he's yeah, just like, just I just want to come back in now. Yeah, it's like, very, and he's very, like super calm. Yeah, it's like no and one says to him, well, "Hey, what's, what's that about?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that he went in there as a human. Yeah, and at some point, it's got to him while yeah. he's in yeah, there. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. So okay. So anyway, he's trashed the all the radio equipment now, so they cannot call for help, no matter how much they want to try. And eventually he will end up destroying the helicopter as well. So they can't, they can't fly off anymore. And they're only left with like two like tractor things basically. Yeah. And I'm imagining it's the case that they won't be able to make the distance in those kind of things. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in one of those things either, but the cabs are really cold as well. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. But, you know, how far can you go in, in, in Antarctica anyway? <laughs> That's the thing. There's not exactly rose, is there? So, no. yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're basically trapped there now. There's, there's the, no one's coming until at least spring mm-hmm. and they can't call for help. That's it. They, they are completely isolated and completely alone now, which is where the paranoia really starts to kick in. Yeah. And they're all trying to, they, they're trying to figure out a way to test. No, wait, does, does someone, that, that guy gets assimilated first, right? They don't do, they don't do the testing yet. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a, the scene where. They're, they're, that's it. They're putting everything into, <laughs> putting the bodies into the storeroom, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, so they're putting the bodies into the storeroom and then. That's when the thing that they thought they killed isn't dead, really, because it starts to assimilate the the ginger bald guy, doesn't it? Yeah, the one that got shot. Yeah. Yeah, so it starts to assimilate him, but it gets caught in the process of it, so it doesn't really complete, which is why it's got the weird hands and everything like that. And then they catch up with it outside, and they burn it and kill it again. They think, and then that's when they learn that had it taken more time, it would have looked like and sounded exactly like this guy. So it can definitely like become human. So now they 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 need to try and figure out well which one of us is human, which one isn't, which is where that's when they try to come up with the first test. And it's the blood test, isn't it? Not not the heated one. The the yeah, the the, the blood the blood test. Yeah, that's right. And they find out that the blood packs have been have been destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that obviously leads to even more paranoia and more tension. And some uh, Macready 
says that they should be tied up and morphined. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the timeline of what happens because um, at one point McCready's outside and they don't want to let him in or something. That comes just uh, after uh, this scene. Because <coughs> that's, I believe, when um, the guy gets knocked out, doesn't he, and they had to put him on the doctor's table. Is because they wouldn't let because McCready they wouldn't let McCready back in and then McCready yeah. back in and he's like gets the dynamite up, doesn't he, with the with the flare, the flare, and he's like get back up, back off, back off, all of you. Yeah. So that so the reason McCready gets cut loose is because they they're outside looking for someone, the guy who was trying to come up with the test. Because here's the thing: is they now know that the the ting can assimilate and become other people. Yeah. And they constantly keep leaving people alone. And people are constantly yeah. wanting to be alone as well. And I find that quite strange. Now, I wouldn't want to be alone with one other person. No, no. But I understand the purposes of being alone for safety. Uh, but as an outsider, yeah. I wouldn't want you to be on your own. Yeah, I would want. But if everyone, all, if everyone, if everyone's together in the same space, yeah, there's more chance of everybody being assimilated, right? But they've already. But this is what Kurt Russell was saying. He was like, "Well, like I know I'm human, and I know that if all of you weren't human, then you would have attacked me by now. So at least some of you must be human as well." And. That's why, why, you know, because if it assimilated everyone, it would knew it would know it wouldn't be in any danger and it wouldn't have to hide. But it's trying to hide in the as the person yeah. that it's assimilated. I know I'm human, and if you were all these things, then you'd just attack me right now. So some of you are still human. This thing doesn't want to show itself; it wants to hide inside an imitation. It'll fight if it has to, but it's vulnerable out in the open. If it takes us over, then it has no more enemies. Nobody left to kill it. And then it's won. So that's my point, is that if you get everyone together, it can't assimilate anyone without you seeing it doing so. Yep. Whereas yeah, if you constantly leave people alone, then it can just pick someone off. Mm. Because if you're not saying, well, we all need to be in the same room, and if anyone's not here, we're killing that person. Because why would they not be in this room yeah, with us? Yeah, yeah. And I know if I do that, then obviously the film doesn't happen. But but they're constantly leaving people alone. So the, so the one guy who's trying to come up with the test, the alternate test, because they can't do the other test now because of the blood... Uh, the blood packs have all been destroyed. So the one guy that's trying to come up with the test, they leave on their own. They leave on his own. The lights go out. And then he thinks, oh, I better go and follow this random person I've just seen running past, you know, because there's no danger. Yeah. So then he goes out and they try to go out after him. And then they find his burnt body, don't they? And they're like, yeah. he either tried to kill it uh, or he killed himself so that it couldn't take him. But either way, they uh, McCready's like again. They're in a group of three, and they're like, "Who oh, do you think this um, 
figure is that turns up in dark. Well, it's obviously the Ting, isn't it? Yeah, but who? But we know who it is, so I can't really answer that, can I? Do you know who it is? Yeah. It's for B? No. It ends with a lair? No, 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 no. It's not <laughs> him yet, is it? No, I think it's probably him, yeah. It's, uh, I don't. I think it's the guy on the table. Mm. Has he already gone by this point? I can't remember. He must have already gone by this point. It must be him. And then he has got... He's gone out, he's shut down the power, and then the guy, the doctor guy with the glasses has gone out after him. Whatever's happened there, the doctor guy with the glasses is dead. And I think this is then when he gets Blair. Okay. That might, might because be he's outside yeah. already, and Blair's in a different shack somewhere, isn't he? So I think that's when he gets Blair. Now there's two of them, so that when this guy gets burnt, there's still Blair who can then get other people. Yeah. Yeah. And then he uh, gets. uh, Yeah. um, That sounds logical. Yeah. And then he gets weed guy at some (laughs) point as well. Yeah. Because weed guy is the first one that they test and find out. Oh, that's weed guy. Is it? Yeah. That dude. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so then they go, uh, McCready's like, you go back and tell them that we've found, what's his face, the glasses, um, and you and me are going up to my shack and that other guy's like, why? And he's like, because when I left, I, le- I turned my life uh, off. Ah, yes. And then that guy finds McCready's ripped up clothes, which then he thinks he's the ting, I need to get rid of this guy, so he cuts him loose and then that's why he gets left outside, isn't it? Right. And... Then, then McCready busts back in, and then there's the dynamite scene, uh, and yeah, then the he pushes the guy, sense, yeah. knocks him out, or well, knocks him. I mean, he's an alien; he's not really he, knocked out. Yeah, he, well, he, he hit, yeah, I don't know how that happened. He, he push pushes him back, and then he Just, gets knocked out or something. Well, he stops breathing, doesn't yeah, he? So I'm guessing you're supposed to believe he's hit his head. But then, if he's yeah. an alien, then his head wouldn't work like that anyway. Unless it was just an excuse to get close to the Doctor. I don't know. But anyway, then we get what I think is the best scene in this film. Possibly the most memorable scene. I yeah, love maybe. This scene. The doctor starts trying to do chest compressions on him and then he gets out the defibrillator and he hits him once and he goes to hit him again and the guy's chest opens with teeth, closes back in as his hands go in and he rips his hands up. I love this scene. I think that's the one, if you've never seen this movie before and you see it for the first time, that's the one that's like, whoa. Yeah. That's the one that's going to shock you, isn't it? I love this scene. I think that this scene is just... It's brilliant. I, I think for, for gore reasons, it's great. For horror reasons, it's great. For silly stupidity over the top reasons, it's great as well. I, I love this scene. I think that this scene is great. But then, they, yeah, so this guy, this this uh, the, the curly-haired guy, isn't he? Slightly chubby, slightly stocky curly-haired mm. guy. Don't know his name, sorry. Uh, he's the ting. And then they, uh, McCready starts burning him up on the table, and then you get the the head ripping off from the body. 
Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's it's amazing. And the noises as well. The noise this mm. thing makes as well. I love the noise that this thing makes. It's and like a really deep guttural but multiple voice. Oh, it's so creepy. So creepy. Is this when great. Windows gets uh No, that's that later, that's uh, after this oh, thing, okay. yeah. So then we find out that the head um is independent from the body. And then they end up killing killing the head. But then that's when McCready gets the idea that it's not one alien assimilating something. Each individual cell is an alien in its own right. And when they come together, they work as a whole. Mm. But each individual one wants to save its own existence, obviously, which is why the head could detach from the body and still carry on. And... That's when he gets the idea about the burning the blood. Ah, right, yeah. Now, this is a scene that I, I have a little bit of an issue with because even though he's come to that conclusion, I, I don't know why. There's there's no necessary evidence to suggest that your hypothesis is correct. But then they start treating it like, oh, yeah, he knows exactly what he's talking about. So when he gets the blood and he's like, he, he starts so he heats up a copper wire and yeah. he starts rubbing it in the blood and nothing happens. It just, you know, like mm. you put something hot in something cooler and it fizzles. And everyone's just like, oh, see, I told you I won't. But they have no reason to believe that this will work. No. and I mean, it does. It does work. But yeah. they didn't but, know but, that. No, of course they didn't. No. And uh, I'm sure that maybe there's a way that the alien could uh, sabotage this... Uh, this experiment. Right. Like, maybe it's so advanced that its blood also does the... Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, the, the, the thing that you're supposed to th- believe is that, obviously, our blood is made up of cells as well, but they're, they're all cells that... They're not thinking cells. They're all cells that make up you, basically. You know, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. they're not useful on their own whereas the alien cells are supposedly each individual cell in the blood is its own individual life form so they come together and they work together but they also want to survive on their own so that's why when you put the heat in it and it, it's like it tries to get away but my point is is yeah that he's just made this up on the spot he has no reason to believe that this will work but everyone is just like see i told you i won't do it and it's like well that proves nothing <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, I also think it's uh, kind of like, well, what other choice have we got at this point? I mean, yeah, you have we've to go got along do something. With it. But, um, but it's just if I was if I was McCready in that situation, yeah, and I put the thing in and nothing happens, I'd be like, okay, yeah. you, you say that though, but everybody else in the camp is pretty hesitant at the start of this experiment, right? They yeah, don't, they don't want to do it, but and the- it leads to somebody dying because of it. Yeah, that's um, Clark, isn't it? Yeah, Clark. So gets Clark shot tries to stab him, and he ends up getting shot in McCready the McCready trying to stab. I can't remember the guy's name, the blonde-haired dude, the one who's like, "Get me off this couch." Later on, um, does he try to stab him, or uh, does he try to stab McCready? I can't remember. No, he doesn't try and do anything. It's the, it's Clark that tries to stab him because McCready's basically hold them all hostage with the dynamite, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, So then Clark gets a scalpel and he hides mm-hmm. it. And then when um, McCready threatens... Windows? Um, 
No, it was Keith, Keith David's character ah, okay. right, with yeah. the gun. Yeah. Then, so, oh, yeah, you, you shoot me. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to shoot me. Oh, he is going to shoot me. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and then he tries to stab McCready, and then McCready turns and shoots him in the head. Yeah. And then he... But that's what I'm saying, is he... Is he's testing all the blood, and then everyone's like, I guess he was human after all. That makes you a murderer. And it's like, well, again, you still haven't proved anything. Because what would he, happen... He was going to shoot Keith Dade anyway, so... Yeah. So anyway, I don't so think he cares about that. <laughs> no. But the, the point is, is that what what would happen if this test didn't work? And he went through all of the blood and nothing happened. What would they would they just assume that they were all human then? I don't think they probably would have, would they? Um but I think McCready would have lost his power at this point. So my argument for this is basically Even I tied everybody up. I believe that there's a group of eight of us or something, and I believe one of us is an alien. And I just come up with the hypothesis aliens can't drink water. So all of us will take a sip of water. <laughs> and if you can drink it, then you're human. And then everyone just goes, yeah, that totally makes sense. If you've got any proof of that before we do it. Does he have proof that the blood thing will work? Yeah, but then if I turn around and say, oh, have you got proof of uh, that will work? And you'll turn around and say, oh, you're an alien then, if you don't want to drink the water. So it, it's it's very much like mistrust, isn't it, between people? <laughs> I just this find film. this 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 scene really <laughs> silly. I mean, I, I I get that they need to find a way to identify the alien anyway because it leads to the next stage, but it just seems really silly to me. Mm-hmm. And then the other silly thing about it is after they do get a reaction, obviously, and the the blood leaps out of the thing, and then the thing, uh, weed guy reveals himself to be the thing. Then he starts attacking, and then that's when Windows gets it, and he gets like his uh, head gets eaten, doesn't he? Yeah, and that's you right. Get the yeah, rag you get the ragdoll scene, <laughs> which is probably the only like real like kind of comedic. Looks like, a bit uh, silly, looks a bit silly it? yeah. but it's kind of cool at the same time. The visual of, um, I mean, the visual of him getting his head eaten yeah, yeah, they, is really cool, <laughs> but you can so tell that it's just a stuffed doll. That is clean mm. <laughs> around in the air. Yeah. It does look a little bit comical, but it, it, the idea behind it, I think, is great. But then, yeah, then 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 comes the next bit with the whole blood scene that I I pointed out to you while we were watching it. Is that if these people know that they're human, why are they also relieved when their blood doesn't react when McCready does it? I mean, if you knew you were human. And, like, go back to my water example. Yeah. If you knew you were human and you you took a sip of water, you wouldn't go, oh, thank God for that, would you? Well, because there's the possibility, as I said to you, that you could die. And the one, the, one fear, the one thing you're always scared of is dying, right? But if I already know that the only way yeah, he's going to kill me is if I'm an alien. Though. If you're I in just... that situation, which is a, basically a live or die situation, obviously you're going to have that sort of, like, confidence that yeah i know that i'm a i'm a human but there's there's tiny like possibility that i might die or again that the alien might um uh screw the test up so my blood gets mixed up or something some some shit i mean i, I guess maybe that's the main reason but then in that situation mccready would have to be the alien I mean, we don't, we don't, for I, that to happen we don't see him 
give blood, right? Yeah, no. Do we not? He, he tests his he blood, tests but his you blood. never see him actually give his no. blood. No. Yeah. But he does He does test it, but you don't know whether it's his or not. Plus, the way they get the blood is really dodgy anyway. They're using the same knife that's cutting everyone's fingers, and yeah. it's like, well... And all they did is wipe it on his trousers. So it's like, well, n- that's not how, like cells work you know <laughs> like this is early 80s you know simpler times it's, yeah. it's like 40 years ago you know and that's why there was an age crisis <laughs> <laughs> there you go because they're all sharing needles um yeah i just yeah i i always found that quite funny though that they were all so relieved oh thank goodness that the thing i knew all along turned out to be true i, I don't know but anyway but anyway they, they they test the blood and it turns out that everyone else left is clean so the only one left now is Blair. He's the only one left that's not in the that room. They have to test. That yeah. they have to test. So they they go off to try and give him his test, and they tell Keith David, you know, like if he comes back without any of us, you you kill him. Fry him. Yeah, you yeah, kill yeah. him. So they go to do the test, and he's gone. He's not in the hut anymore. And then they find a tunnel underneath the hut, which then leads to the aforementioned UFO that he's building under the hut with all of the helicopter parts. Um, so they go, they start rigging it up to, to, to destroy it with the dynamite. And then the other black guy, I can't remember his name, sorry. Stevie Wonder Dude. Stevie Because he's listening to... Um, superstitious oh, Superstitious. Later on yeah, in the movie. Yeah. But anyway, he sees uh, a figure. We don't know who, but he sees a figure running across the the uh, courtyard, central area, yeah. between the buildings, just as the power shuts off. And they deduce that uh, the generator has been destroyed, but they don't know who this figure was. Was it Blair? Was it Keith? I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, they blow up the UFO, and then... They make the decision that, well, it's it's trying to kill the power because it wants to go back to sleep. It wants to freeze again because it it can't get out now. So it needs to wait for the next lot of people to come mm. to then try and start again to get to a more populated area. Right. So they make the they make the decision right there and then that they know that they're going to die, but they have to make sure that this thing dies as well. They can't get out. No matter what happens, they have to kill it. So they mm-hmm. basically find themselves in the same position that the Norwegians were right at the start of the film. Yeah, They start torching their own buildings. They start blowing it all up. And then they head towards the generator room to try and completely blow up all of the generators to destroy the whole place, basically. Just bring it all down to the rubble. I, I would say that, uh, at this point, the lack of character development is a problem because I'm guessing all these people have families and they have kids at home and whatever else. Mm -hmm. And obviously if this thing gets to them, then it will kill them and whatever else. Yeah. But for purely selfish reasons, they could be like, oh, let's just let this thing freeze. And then we don't have to worry about it for like thousands of years or whatever. Yeah. But they can't take that chance anyway, I guess, because they're, I don't know who's a ting and who isn't a ting. I mean, for for a film that is based in paranoia and fear of other people and stuff like that, everyone is very altruistic. Yeah. They're like, we have to kill it to save humanity, but also I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
So yeah. no one, yeah, no one ever questions at any point. No, fuck. I mean, I suppose Windows does at one point when he goes to get the gun. He's like, no, fuck you guys, stay away from me. I, I'm not dealing. I can't handle this. Mm-hmm. He kind of has a bit of a, a mental break, break, doesn't, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah some point. Yeah. Um, I guess you could say Blair when he absolutely trashed all the machines and everything. Yeah. He that was a bit of a mental break as well. I mean, he put a noose up. So he was obviously knew that it was final. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but yeah, they're very altruistic. They make the decision. Our lives are not important compared to the billions of other people on the planet. Maybe their families. Yeah. yeah. You, it would be nice to know why they were so willing to, to give up. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, they make the decision that that's what they're going to do. They're going to forfeit their lives to stop this thing from getting out. And, is it the captain? I can't remember his name. Gregory, right? Is it Gregory? I, sorry, I don't remember. Get me off the fucking couch, guy. Yeah, um, yeah, that dude. Yeah. He's the first one to get it in quite a gruesome way as well. Like, he has the, the hand. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a good yeah. scene. They're like, that's probably one, one bit of the movie that made me jump. When Blair, when Blair pops out from nowhere and just puts his mouth, uh, puts his mouth, puts his hand in. So he doesn't. Uh, I, I want to make mouth. this clear. He doesn't put his hand over nah, his mouth. No. He puts his hand puts in, in his mouth. His mouth. Yeah. And like stops him from screaming, and I'm guessing also like shooting stuff down his mm. throat and yeah, assimilating yeah. him at the same time. I'm guessing. Mm. But yeah, he 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 bites the dust, and then um, Stevie Wonder sees something in the dark and he does the typical horror trope. They're still leaving people on their own at this point. Yeah, this bit's a bit silly. He does the typical horror trope. He sees something dart across in the background and he's like, what? What's that? And he just wanders he off just keeps on walking. into the dark towards the thing that he's seen that he knows will kill him. Doesn't tell McCready, hey, by the way, um, I've just seen something down hey. there, mate. Um... Do you want me to check it out? Should we go together? Mm-hmm. Should I stay here? What should we do? Nope, just wanders off and then he disappears and you never see him again. Don't hear anything. Don't see anything. I was doing some reading up earlier. There was a reason for that because uh, they went out of time to film a death scene. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so it was a practical reason. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't excuse the, uh, the reason of him walking off. I mean, I think the fact uh, that he just disappears works really well I like that the fact that he just yeah, you he, don't see a death scene he just again, goes he's just gone he's done because yeah. you, you you then shift into McCready's view and, and he's like, like doing stuff and he's like you guys are almost ready he realises and then he's like, like oh fuck I'm on my own I didn't even know anything yeah. had happened I, I like the fact that you don't see a death scene and he just disappears I think that is I think that works really well so I'm really glad that that happened but yeah the reason he gets killed is <laughs> idiotic at that point it's just stupid why you would do that that is that's just pure horror horror tropes isn't it yeah yeah. there there is no other excuse to do that other than the script told me to so i like the fact that it 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 puts you instantaneously in that moment because if you hear a scream or something like that or if you see the the death then you're like well yeah but if someone just disappears that's terrifying like, I mean, that's just genuinely 
eerie, like I'm on my own. Yeah, I mean, even like, you know, in real life, if someone goes missing and they're never found. Yeah, it's just... Like, like whoa. Like, yeah. You know, what happened? You know? How did someone so literally just disappear? Yeah, disappear and then yeah. nobody knows what happened to yeah. this person. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. So I think that that works really well. But then, uh, yeah, so he's... Uh, McCready's left all on his own. And as far as we know, he's the only one left now, as far as we're aware, apart from the Ting. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. And he's getting ready to 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 blow the thing up. He pulls up the dynamite plunger, but then he gets attacked because, you know, he has to go and look. Rather than just blowing the fucking thing and yeah. getting out, mm-hmm. he has to go and look, and he gets attacked, and it takes the dynamite plunger, but he's left with one stick of dynamite that he's already lit, and that you think, uh-oh, what's he going to do? And he gets attacked by the monster, and the monster opens its chest, and the dog comes out, and it, it looks great. But then he sees the the dynamite, and then he does the most pointless somersault in the world. <laughs> the roll. The little yeah, roll yeah, yeah. that he does, for no reason. Action movie roll. Yeah. It's just, I, I've already got the dynamite in my hand. I can just turn around and throw it, but no, I'm going to roll and turn and Yeah. And he throws the dynamite and it, and it ignites all of the rest of the dynamite in the building and it brings the whole structure down. And then you see him just wandering through the snow. And as he collapses from exhaustion, pain, whatever, I'm not sure, Keith David turns, comes around the corner. Yep. So there's one other person left. Person, who knows, maybe, don't know, no idea. And he asks him, are you the only one that made it? And he goes, where were you? And he goes, I thought I saw Blair, so I went after him. Even though he was specifically told not to do that. And if you see Blair, just kill him. Yeah, you know? yeah. So we end with them talking to each other, like, what do we do now? And he's like, and then um, Kurt Russell's just like, you know, let's just... Let's just wait see for a bit happens. and see what happens. Yeah. And that's how we end. And uh, I, not quite. He he hands Oh uh, he hands Keith David, Keith David the, the bottle of the whiskey drink. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, he hands him the, the bottle drink. of alcohol and they takes a swig. He takes a swig and then he laughs and then that's and then that's where we end. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh is a very ambiguous ending. It's ambiguous, yes. But it's an ending I love. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I mean, for the purpose of who's a, who is the thing. If, if either of them are the thing. If either of them um, are the thing, yeah, that's the thing. Um, yeah, for the purposes of that, you know, it's a very good ending. You don't know, did it survive? Are they both the ting? Are they both human? Is one of them the ting? What's going on? Mm. Yeah. It's... I mean, I, yeah, I've seen a lot of fan theories on this and whatever else. I don't know. Go on then, run us through some fan theories. I'm assuming well, um, you some up today. Well, I mean, I mean, watching it back, I was noticing because the breath is... Uh, one thing that gets brought up a lot in the ending scene that the Kurt Russell's character has a lot of breath, and you can see it coming. Oh, out the of him, smoke! The whereas steam. Keith David doesn't. Oh, really? Um, uh, there's also Keith David walks up and goes, "You're the only one left." Yeah, implying that he is the only one left, and he's not. Okay. Human. Yeah. Um, and there's also obviously the hands in the drink at the end, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, uh, supposedly, is there actually whiskey in the bottle or is there something else in the bottle that would um, give away that Keith David is... Like water? Because no, aliens no, can't drink like, water. I don't know, gasoline or some shit. That's water. 
Because aliens can't drink water. Yeah, something like I that. Just, so I, I came up with that theory and it works totally. Yeah, so he's giving him, you know, something... That, something not... Something poisonous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it might not be true. It might be just... It's just an ambiguous ending. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the way they wanted it. But, you know, I think that stuff. that is... I think it's supposed to just be an ambiguous ending, isn't it? I think yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. whole purpose behind it. And you, the flimsy Blair excuse is a bit... Which one? He saw Blair and, like, ran out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. You know, he's told to stay where he was. You know, it's a bit flimsy. So that there are a lot of. Um... I think you're led to believe that he is a ting. I think that that's what you're yeah, supposed yeah. to believe, but it's not revealed specifically. No, it's never revealed or anything. You know, so there is still wiggle room. Yeah, for it'll, it'll be just coincidence in people making fan theories and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally don't believe McCready is one of them. Um. Because, I mean, he, he's put so, so much effort in the whole movie yeah. to, to stop the damn thing. I mean, there's a possibility it could have been assimilated right at the end. I mean, we did see it, right? But I don't I don't really buy it. No, I don't. I mean, the whole um, thing... I mean, the thing that you point out is that you never saw him have his blood taken. Yeah. Leaves you with a little bit of doubt. But then, if that was the case, then why would he be so desperately killing the... The tings. Yeah. If he was a ting. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I think he's 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 human for the whole film. Yeah, I, I believe but, so as um, well. Yeah. But you know, I don't, I don't think it makes a lot of sense for him to be an alien. I think but, uh, after all of that, no, it doesn't. Uh, and I think right at the end, he's just—it's like Arnie on the helicopter. At the end, he's just so <laughs> I've got nothing left yeah, yeah. in me. If you are a thing, then. I don't know what I'm going to be able to do about it anyway. Because he says, like, I don't think either of us are in any shape to do anything, are we? So, you know, so I think he's just like, I've done everything. I've got nothing left. If you are a thing, then... I think he still has the flamethrower on him, right? No. Um, Keith David has the flamethrower, doesn't he? Yeah. I don't think he has any dynamite because that was the last stick, wasn't Uh, it, that he threw at the the thing to blow it up. Mm. Yeah. So... What are your what are your thoughts on the on the film? Yeah, I think it's one of the best horror movies ever made, in my opinion. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too much into whether it scared me or not at this point because I'm going to well do that later, right? Yeah, yeah. Right at the end, is it? Yeah, in terms of everything, this movie has going for it in terms of effects, storyline, the claustrophobia, the the ambiguous ending. Obviously, it does have horror tropes. That we see people constantly being on their own or wandering All off the time. or whatever, but for the purposes of the film, fine, whatever. Um, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't affect the enjoyment of the film. Um, it's very enjoyable throughout. Yeah, good movie, good bo- uh, body horror, special effects. Yeah, I love what the people take away from it yeah. uh, more than everything else. You know, and Kurt Russell's a uh, pretty big star of the film. Yeah, I think he comes out of this yeah, film looking great. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. he's. Uh, I think he's brilliant in this film. I think he's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, um, I mean, generally, John Carpenter's movies I do like. Okay, so before we get into some of the details, let's let's do our new segment. Oh. Are there any changes that you would make to this film? Any ch- ch- changes? Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you if this is a are you talking like act people. Um, so let's do two in terms of the plot so, of the story. Yeah, or? would you make any changes to the plot of the story? to make it scarier in any way 
And then if you want to, we can also do a, how would you react in this situation? How would you act differently? But let's, let's see. Would you, would you make any changes to make the film scarier? Are there any changes that you can be made to make the film scarier? No, not really. I mean, no, I don't think I'd, I mean, no, I don't think I'd change anything about this film to be honest. Okay. Much or anything. Any changes that you would make as a real person in this situation? I'm not one off my own for Just, once. Yeah, you know, have everyone in the same room. Uh, I think everyone in the same room would obviously make for a more boring movie. But, you know, that's in, in logic. If you're in this situation logically, you'd all be in the same room, right? Yeah. You know, or if you were the dictator or leader, you'd lock everybody up. Yeah, but I don't know how you would do that. I, don't know. I still think I would want to be in the room so I could see what's going on with mm. my own eyes. Yeah, true. yeah. So yeah, definitely what I would do. Okay, so let's get into some statistics. Uh, so as I said, it was released on the twenty sixth of August, nineteen eighty two. It cost fifteen million dollars to really make. Really, an August type movie, is it really? Nope. Which is where a lot of the criticism comes in for this film as well. So you're saying how much? It cost, uh, it cost fifteen million dollars to make. Right. Uh, it made a very poor return of $19.6 million. Mm. Um, it was considered a huge flop. Um, it got absolutely slated by critics um, who thought it was a piss-poor film, basically. They, they basically just accused it of trying to just be over-the-top gory. Um it, it was really not well received at all. Um, people obviously didn't want to go and see a scary horror film in the middle of summer. Yeah, um, true. That's blockbuster. I get, I get, I get that usually. point of view. Yeah, most people didn't want to go and see it. Then uh, the studio that released it pretty much knew that that was going to be the case as well. Um, that they slated it for a release then, which would then also suggest that that's why they ran out of time to film that scene because yes. I think that yeah. they thought that they were going to have until the winter um, ha Halloween horror yeah, I mean that would make more period. sense than, than late August release yeah know? I mean that's the thing is people people in the middle of summer don't want to go and watch a film about winter in Antarctica and a horror film it's not really the time of year where people are going to really accept that well. Yeah. I can't remember uh, what it was up against this year, but one of the documentaries I saw that said that this was up against some big films in 19... E.T.? I think E.T. was out that, e. time e. Of, yeah. um, that time of year as well. And that was obviously about aliens, but that's a heartfelt family movie, basically, isn't it? Yeah, so, I mean, in, in terms of stars as well, I mean, I don't think uh, Kurt Russell was a big star at this point. But I don't I think don't he was particularly huge at this no point. No one in this movie that's, you know, Loving you away in terms of star power. Well, this was one of John Carpenter's first films as well, um, and it hit him really hard. Apparently, the the poor reception of this film. I mean, he had a big, big hit with Halloween, obviously. Yeah, uh, in the late seventies. So, but the uh, the reception to this. Uh, this was one of his um, pet projects, apparently, and the fact that it wasn't well received hit him pretty hard, and he didn't take any chances. Um, Again, pretty much for a while, he said that he didn't want to make any big leaps again because he he didn't want his career to pretty much be washed up, you know. So I mean, I'm obviously looking back now. It's uh, you know strange to think this film bombed, 
And that was a you know the critics didn't like it you know because now it's like heralded. it's a bit of a Her- classic. Harold is one yeah. of the greatest horror movies ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is right, rightly so. I, I mean, uh, not going to get into scores or anything yet, but I think this film is great. Um, and yeah, it's a bit of a cult classic now. I'd say cult classic. I think a lot of people pretty much accept that this is a really good film now, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, at the time it was really panned. It was actually nominated for a Razzie. Wow, as well. Okay, what uh, uh, worst musical score? Wow, I don't like a bit of Stevie Wonder. <laughs> uh, I will say the, the, the I mean the what the musical store uh, score consists of do 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 is that it? But can I also point out that one of the best musical scores in most uh, horror films also goes do do. Yeah, I do, think maybe do. that's why they did it because it mimics Jaws a little bit. Yeah, and other than that, there isn't really much music going on in the film, is there? Because it's more claustrophobic feel. Yeah, it's, anything. it's about tension so, really more yeah, than anything, isn't it? Strange. So you don't really want a big musical score because it's going to take yeah, away from the yeah, tension. Very strange. Uh, but yeah, first film on our list nominated for a Razzie. So, oh, however, however, this is our highest-ranked film to date. I've had a feeling it might be, yeah. Where do you think it would land? I reckon it's probably somewhere in the top ten. You would be right. It is sixth. Sixth. On the IMDb list of okay. um, greatest horror films of all time, as of the 17th of October, 2022. Uh, it has a score... No, wait, no. I want to ask you what your scores are first, don't I? Do you? Yeah. I want to find out what your scores are before I... Put these in. What what would you give this out of ten? Probably say nine. High score. Yeah, it's very close to perfect. Well, and um, I'm assuming that this would be top of the list of the films that we've done already. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Would this be solidly in your top ten of horror films of all time? Do you reckon? Oh, I don't know. To go away, think about that. But yeah, it's got a good chance of being up there. Yeah. Okay, well, it has a score of 8.2 out of 10. Okay. I would happily give it an 8 as well, I think. I think that this film is really good. Um, I think it just loses a couple of points for me, like I said, um, just because some things seem to be very tropey and there's not a lot of thought put into them. Yeah. Um, I'll always mark films down for that because it, it feels lazy when you just... Well, let's just have him do that because the script tells him to do that. I, I don't I don't like that. Fair enough. Um, but it is rated 156th out of the top 250 greatest films of all time. Ooh. So it is in the top 200 films of all yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, I'd say it probably deserves that distinction. I'm Not sure. horror, uh, all films. All films, all films. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a massive flop in 1982, but... Uh, yeah, now it's seen as one of the top 200 films of all time, really. Rightfully so as well. Yeah, I, 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 I really think do so. enjoy yeah, yeah. this film. So, But um, yeah, I guess that leaves us with the, uh, with the final question. Tom, did this film terrify you? Uh, I would say like when I first saw it, probably, yeah. But now that I've seen it like over and over again sort of thing, I kind of know beat for beat what's going to happen, mm-hmm. who gets assimilated and stuff. So it's kind of like it's not really that a film that's very makes me jump or makes me scared anymore. If that makes any sense. Yeah. But as a viewing film, 
And obviously, you know, it's a, it's a great watch as a film. Yeah. But did it terrify me? No. Fair enough. It also did not terrify me. but um, Nothing terrifies you. It didn't terrify me the first time I saw this either, uh, to be honest with you. I just thought it was really cool. I loved the uh, the effects. Um, I loved the underlying... It's the same reason why I like Alien, because it's the claustrophobic... Claustrophobic, yeah, yeah. There is no escape. Where are you going to mm, go? You yeah, know, it's yeah. not like forced horror where it's like you're in a house oh well i'll run upstairs to to <laughs> cause tension it's yeah, like well, yeah. no get out of the fucking house what yeah. are you doing whereas this one it's like well there literally is no escape where are you gonna go yep so i i love that about this film uh, this is a great film i highly recommend this film but no it didn't terrify yeah me. i would say if you're you know a horror i would say horror virgin it's <laughs> the wrong term uh horror newbie yeah, and, and you're like trying to get into horror as a genre overall. Then this is definitely a must-watch. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, you. Um, there's a YouTube channel called Dead Meat. I'm sure you've seen. That. I've heard you've of it. I've never they, seen it. Dead yeah. Meat. They do. Oh, I've showed you kill counts before. They, That's they right. Yeah, yeah, characters yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. The guy who's the the main dude on the channel, James. Uh, the thing is his favorite horror movie of all time. Good choice. So, so there you go. But yeah, definitely, if you're getting into horror, this is a must-watch. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree, 100%. So definitely go and check this out. Not the 2011 remake. No. 1982 original. Definitely go and check that out. It it is a very good film. But with that being said, Tom, thank you for joining me once again this week. That's okay. No problem. Oh, one more thing I forgot to mention. I was going to mention this for the whole podcast. I keep forgetting to mention there is one... Uh, character in this film called Windows and one character in this movie called Mac. Did they do that on purpose? I don't or? know, but possibly. When <laughs> they, they came out in the 70s, right? They must, was it the 80s? Maybe it was the 80s. I mean, there was computers, so it must have been in the 70s, right? Mm. But that's really cool. What a cool little fact. <laughs> well, on that note, that cheery, happy note. <laughs> Um, thank you very much for joining us again this week uh, stay tuned for the next episode I have not decided what film that's going to be yet oh, so surprise, it will be a surprise, surprise to me as well as you but uh, until then sleep tight This has been a Rich Tea Entertainment production. If you like this podcast, come and find our other ones on Apple, Google and Spotify.